0: 20 yards that is a duel from Kewa. Jim Cahill has done it again. What
1: a goal by Jim Cahill. Thompson. Uh, five goals for Archie.
2: That particular set up Melbourne are the league champions. Don't lose all
3: On eleven sixteen, 16
4: the four Diego's. There's Finkler now with the takeaway. Chance for Fahid Ben Kapala. Goal! Fahid Ben just like that. Finkler took it away. Fed it to the Tunisian and put it in the back of the net. It's 1 0. Green takes a time. Oh, and there's a giveaway. Barbaroussis is in. Shot. Goal! It's 2 0. Costa, Barbaroussis. The youngster from Ballarat, Finkler, into it's Barbarosas! Oh! Are you kidding me? It's 3-0. Ben sends it back to Barisha for a goal!
5: How exciting was that on a night where Melbourne victory defeated uh, Brisbane Raw 4-0. Hey, thanks to Ed Wyatt, JP Halcroft, and uh, Michael Huguenin and the SEN call team on another great night. Welcome to the Fort Diego's final whistle here on a Friday night with... Uh, well, I'm Rodrigo Rodriguez.
3: Carlos Alberto Diego, you're here as well. Hey, Rodrigo. I hope uh, Ed White comes good. I think he had his voice break <laughs> during that uh, <laughs>
5: call there. Well, it's got to break sometime,
3: yes. Carlos. No, great
5: call by the boys. The excitement. The excitement. And there's a lot of victory supporters on their way home tonight, uh, Carlos, that are very, very excited. I'm very, very excited tonight too, Carlos, because yes. we've got a couple of absentees tonight. Yes, uh, the,
3: the boys have, uh, you yeah, know, a couple of the boys have uh, yeah. had a bit of a break during yeah. January. And... Uh,
5: they shared a mic on, on yeah. Wednesday night. And they're and, both uh, ill. They're both no, ill. No, 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 no. But uh, it's a big, big occasion yes. because uh, we've brought in a marquee <laughs> player. We've brought in a marquee. From overseas. From overseas. And uh, many of you will remember this man, uh, Cactus Chris is on the show tonight. Welcome to the show, Cactus.
6: Oh, it's great to be back, Rodrigo, Carlos. It's
3: The dulcet like, tones. Yes. And, <laughs> and you're just so, uh, you know, uh, so... Nonchalant. Yeah, you, you, you certainly don't have an opinion that, uh, of any sort <laughs> on radio, and I'm looking forward to you not having an opinion of any sort tonight. Already in the green room. already. It's told to calm down. No, no, it's just big, big statements, and I think uh, let's keep it for the show, I said, Cactus. Yep. And, uh, but you spent a bit of time in France. I did. Uh, Ligue 1. Uh,
6: Legal? <laughs> no, that was nothing uh, it wasn't league, uh it was uh, a few rungs below that but um yeah we, we were living in the se- in the in central france in a little in a little village called Touray and i played village football yeah for, for
3: Touray Wednesday Touray Touray best
6: was the name of the club and uh i turned up and everyone was 20 21 i thought i'm 41 i'm going to be useless
3: so be <laughs> was playing it? i'll be on the bench in the yeah.
6: reserves and Anyway, after a couple of minutes of the first training session, I was clearly the best player. It <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just shows
3: it's a fallacy, this whole thing, about everyone in Europe being good at football yeah. and being better than us. It's, uh, it was known as Ligue Le Pub. <laughs> That's, right. No? That's right. It was yeah. Le pub League, no <laughs> Ligue doubt. Le Pub. But it's great to have you yes. back in town here. For with us tonight, Cactus, and a lot to talk about with a great Melbourne victory Definitely. Let's just go
5: through it, because uh, Melbourne victory, as I said, at the top uh, 4-0. Fahid Ben-Kalfala scored in the 5th minute, Barbarouss then went on a procession and scored twice in the 10th and the 29th minute, then uh, Barisha uh, scored in the 51st minute, uh, in front of 23,207 people at Amy Park. This was uh, can't, they wanted into to canter at yeah. the end of the day The boys on the SEN call team uh, Were very close to what the hot topic is <laughs> Carlos The uh, hot oh, topic or hotline? No, the hotline, my apologies What is the hotline yeah, The
3: hotline is the back-in-town hotline I'm not sure what the boys on the call was calls, very, very close yeah, The victory uh, are back they uh, said. Yeah, no, no Back-in-town well, hotline close. Uh <laughs> Or it could have been the Killer Bees hotline, the killer by the bees, way, because they yeah. all scored tonight. But uh, the back-in-town hotline, the number is, Rodrigo?
5: nine four two nine eleven sixteen. Give us a call because this show tonight is all about the victory and all about you. Nine four two nine eleven sixteen Are the victory back in town on the back of uh, that 4-0 victory over the league leaders? It was... Uh, it was fantastic, and also we'll take your text messages tonight as well on zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. Love to hear from you tonight because uh, we want wall to wall calls tonight. If you're on your way home from the game,
3: tell us what the atmosphere is like. Yeah, full house apparently, yeah. even though there were some gap. eight thousand empty seats. Yeah, well, you know the members, you know they they've got a prerogative. They pay their money, they don't have to turn up. But but before the game, it was a sellout, yeah, which the- which is cactus. If, I'll tell you, <laughs> which is a fantastic result for a Melbourne victory Brisbane Raw game. You wouldn't have anticipated that before the season.
6: Fantastic. The, the problem I have is that they're turning people away at the gates yep. and there's 8,000 empty mm. seats inside the stadium because it, it was a full house. They were turning people away at the gates yep. and the crowd figure was 23,000. So there's 8,000 empty seats. What they
3: do in England, I'm not sure where they do it in other parts of Europe, if you're a member, just to help out the club, you yep. know you're not rocking up. You've seen the message to the club. You can sell my seat. They do it at Victory. I oh, do they. They do that oh, at okay. Victory
6: yep. because they've got over twenty thousand members mm. now, and the stadium only holds thirty one thousand, something like that. Mm. So they do it at the Victory. Yep. But clearly, the members have not got the memo yeah. because there's eight thousand empty seats in that stadium yep. tonight, and. Fans were being turned away.
3: Certainly
5: at the start of the game, I I was thinking to myself, it's a shame because I would have thought, you know, Brisbane at the top playing really attractive football. Not tonight. But um, but did you think it was going to be a sellout? I I thought it would get close, I must admit, because, um, you know, Brisbane have been fantastic so far this year. And, uh, you know, victory... Scored three goals in the you know second half last week, so you kind of felt they were yeah. you know they were on a bit of a coming on a bit of a roll. And uh, tonight, geez, they look sharp tonight. Mm. We've been saying how flat they've looked for you know the last four four or so five weeks, but uh, they look very very sharp. And it is time, thanks to a, a bit of sloppy defence.
7: Yeah,
3: it is time for the victory fans to get very very excited, mm. and don't. Tell me it's only one game, Carlos. I don't want to hear that. You got nine games at home in the last thirteen. <laughs> nine games of that electrifying football in it's the last run. thirteen. Mm. Get up and get up and about. Get the get the chest up and about. Mm. Get up and start slapping high fives because you guys have got at least nine wins out of the next thirteen games. At least.
5: <laughs> Carlos, don't put the moz on them. Mm. You know, nine four two nine, eleven sixteen. It is the back in town hotline. And and this is what I love from our fa- from the fans mm. of football. Mm. Not our fans, the fans of football. They're our fans Listeners, they're our listeners Uh, Uh, Times have changed Um, (laughs) (laughs) Gypsy from Taylor's Lake is a Melbourne City fan (laughs) And uh, wants to call right off the bat G'day Gypsy and welcome to the final whistle
2: Oh look, just tell me when I can start getting excited You guys have won one in, what is it, the last 33 games or
3: something? What do you mean you guys? We're not Melbourne Victory for Diego's we're a, we're a, he's we're talking just, to the audience. Oh, you're talking to you. Okay. Now, Gypsy, how much would you love, come and be serious, a Melbourne City-Melbourne victory grand final?
5: Well,
2: we'd get 230,000. <laughs> 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 and look, I do admit most of them would be victory fans, but uh, when you've got Four and O'Reilly in the villa and Moy in, in the foot, there's, there's barbarous. the, the rich, uh, <laughs> Bahid, Ben, Car, Oh, I'm getting a bit tired. It's it's, it's so two thousand and thirteen. It's like, <laughs> move on, fellas. They're, 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 we're here in town now. Look, you won one victory won one game. Ooh, look at that. You sound like bloody Collingwood
6: supplies AFL. Uh, nice one, Gypsy. Thanks for your call, mate. Now we were talking <laughs> We were talking before the show yes. about this exact scenario. We've got victory. Mm. Uh, With nine games at home, as you say, they're going to start storming up the ladder, no doubt about it. And the City and Melbourne City are obviously playing great football. The grand final would have to be played at the MCG. Well, that could be the hot topic have to be played yep. at the mcg I'm, uh, there's no doubt you'd go you'd go very close i'm not sure 230 000. No, no. you'd
3: have to go to the old Mar- Matacanara in the 50s <laughs> yeah. in brazil they'd have to create a couple of standing room <laughs> yeah, sections yeah. but you go uh, close yeah, you go yeah, close yeah. to filling it now I'm, I'm giving license to the victory fans who are we've got a full board of cores yep. already yep. the name's gypsy and it's greenvale you can make mention <laughs> of what you think about gypsy because a melbourne city fan got on First. First, <laughs> yes. <laughs> on the victory night.
5: And it's a uh, good way to start. Thanks, Gypsy. Let's go to Dino in Greenvale. It's called Diego's Final Whistle. Good day, Dino.
8: Yeah, good yeah, day, boys. Just quickly, um, Gypsy. Uh, <laughs> losing, lo- losing is embedded into your club, mate. So come and see me when you pull more than uh, five or six wins together. Um, and just on tonight, I thought uh, the young kid, Nigro, played a uh, fantastic match. It's good to see the young guys doing well. Um, And it's just we're blending. I think we've been unlucky the last three or four weeks. Um, It's just sometimes it doesn't go your way. Tonight it went our way. We we, we show that we're still the most dominant team in the league. Um, A row of losses like that doesn't mean anything. We can still go on and win the whole thing.
3: Yeah, Dino. Apparently, they've nicknamed. Or we're nicknaming Negro Nutmeg Negro Negro <laughs> because he's got. He's, he's, he did Broich tonight. He did Mackay. I mean, oh, good. two of the best players in the history of the A League. He's nutmeg on debut mm. in good. front of twenty three thousand people. He's fantastic. And uh, and you're right, Dino. I think you know the intensity of the team, uh, uh, just the way they shared the ball, the certainty of of the work with in possession, and the way they forced turnovers in bad areas for uh, Brisbane Roar. That's what I think all. All four goals came from uh, forcing errors in bad areas for Brisbane Roar, and they just went and marauded ahead and scored those goals. And the kid on debut, Stefan Negro, Negro, ni- 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 Negro, 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 mm. uh, fantastic player, and so humble at the end of the game when Zappers was uh, talking to him. Fantastic. Yeah, he was interviewed really, really Good. well. Very relaxed. No. And, uh,
6: ordinary post-match. No, <laughs> I thought he was good. Let, let me, look, when, you, when you've got a oh, debut like that, team. when you've got a debut like that, just come out and tell the world how good you were. Yeah, it's all about me. No, it's not all about the team and how wonderful they were pre-game.
3: This it's got to be about how good you were. Our listeners now understand why this man's name's N- Cactus. <laughs> yes. Yes, Cactus Chris. Very prickly. Prickly guy.
5: Very prickly. Mm. Thanks for your call, Dino. Uh, let's go to Ryan in Baldwin now. Uh, wants to talk about the game tonight. G'day, Ryan. Welcome to the Diego's.
8: G'day, Carlos. Uh, it's Rodrigo actually, but uh,
5: <laughs> you know, there's, yeah, no, he talks a lot, but uh, you know, there's some others, other, you know, we're here as well, and Cactus is here as well yeah. for the first time in a long time. G'day. But anyway, go, Ryan. You're um, you're on, you're on uh, here.
8: Great game tonight. Uh, good to see, uh, obviously, uh, young Negro get up and about. Um, great atmosphere, great game. I think we're back in action. Um, last weekend, second half, kind of. Uh, brought us back to where we should be, and uh, this week we kind of showed where we should be. So, so Ryan, uh, what, do you, what do
3: you reckon was the difference between uh, tonight and the last six weeks?
8: The difference. Uh, I think we've
3: been a little bit flat, uh, lacking a little bit of confidence, but I think um, last week we showed in the second half we were back in action, and uh, this week we uh, managed to string 90 minutes together, which was uh, the difference. So I'm feeling the, the confidence, and I think the boys will uh, kind of push this through to the, the rest of the season.
6: I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't get too confident. Because not I'm, really? I, well, Ryan, I just, despite the fact they were on top of the ladder, I don't think the Brisbane World War are a top of the ladder team. I, I think they got found out tonight for what they are, and that is a, a group of very, very good players, not particularly
3: well coached. Ooh, Cactus, Chris Couch.
6: Well, they, they, they were under the cosh right from the start tonight, and there was not yeah, one change made from the bench to try and alter the game at all. It was more of the same, more of the same, and it was, and they got found out for Look, what they
3: are. They, they certainly were found out tonight. Now, I don't know what a coach can do if uh, a team's turning over, you know, giving a 10-yard a, a pass to a Barbarousis in front of goals. Uh, I'm not sure what a coach can do in those situations. Those players are quite experienced players, mm-hmm. these guys. They're not, there's mm-hmm. not, they're not a young side. Uh, even though they've lost three uh, of their best kids to the oli Roos, uh, they had a pretty experienced side out there mm. tonight that have won a lot. Uh, I was really disappointed with their, their lack of ball protection and their risks in, in areas. Uh, and they just, victory with their pressure just turned over the ball all the time. I think John Aloisi's done a good job with them this year. Tonight, he may not have had his best night, but I reckon he's done a reasonable job. And, and having said that, I think Brisbane are a really good team. They're really hard to beat. And I thought tonight was going to be the real test for victory. And they really rose to the occasion. And... It's really the victory of old. I mean, when they were winning game after game last year, the grand final, the final, I mean, they were just marauding past people. Uh, That's what they played like tonight. There were definitely a a couple
5: of uh, coach-killer moments there tonight, so I'm siding with you on this one, Kate. Mm. Uh, Carlos, mm-hmm. Cactus, I know you're the old new guy, <laughs> but uh, but, uh, but yeah, no, I'm... But everyone's allowed an opinion oh, on the show. Oh, This is the four Diagos. Well, oh, thank this good, is the thank for that. Uh, we've yeah. got a lot of four Diegos on, on hold at the moment. Let's go to Shane in Williamstown. Uh, G'day, Shane. Welcome to the Diagos.
1: Thank you, Diagos. Um, what a fantastic night. I thought the victory were absolutely brilliant. I think they played more like a team tonight. I think... Uh, they actually got some chances up up front where they actually had some space and they took their chances. That makes all the difference. We had Novak Djokovic behind us. We be had Boris Becker. Your babies? your babies being handed into the box? It was it was party time. So it was a great game tonight. Um, yeah, just a fantastic orna, ornament of a game.
3: Nigella so, yeah, was there as was, well, mate. Yeah, I think Nigella Lawson made an appearance too.
1: Anybody we her? Well,
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, look, I, I thought they. Were, I mean. Again, Cactus, uh, it likes to put, a, like to put a bit of a lid on this, mm. but I thought they were terrific tonight, and it's, it's a form of old, and that's what gives me a lot of confidence, given they've got so, so much of a fantastic run home with the nine games uh, in the last 13 at home. Definitely.
5: Thanks for your call, Shane. Jeez, um, I just saw the Ollie Roos uh, own goal on TV, sorry. <laughs> of course, they lost uh, 1-0 against the UAE in their uh, first up game. You couldn't have... Score that if you tried. Um, but anyway, uh, Galafuoco, wasn't it? Um, but anyway, hey, we're taking your calls right throughout the night on the Diego's final whistle, 9429 1116. If you're on hold now, please stick around. But we're going to take a quick break now and come back with more of the Diego's on a night where Melbourne victory defeated Brisbane Raw 4 0, with thanks to Premium Sport Tours because nothing beats being there. 1116 sem Melbourne's home sport.
3: Okay, guys, the rules of soccer are very simple. If it moves, kick it. If it doesn't move, kick it until it does. This has been a half-time pep talk by the been four Diegos.
1: So
6: I'm than I should be.
5: We're here with the final whistle here tonight on a Friday night where Melbourne victory defeated Brisbane War 4-0. 23,207 people at Amy Park. The Killer B scored tonight... Ben Kalfalar, Barbarossa scored twice, and Barisha scored in the second half. At, uh, geez, I handed him a lesson tonight, uh, 4-0. A lot of talking points tonight, but uh, you're going to be doing all the talking tonight. 9 9 its the back-in-town hotline, with thanks to Premium Sport Tours, because nothing beats being there. If you're going overseas and you want to catch a sporting event, whether it's Wimbledon, Euro 2016, an EPL game, La Liga, Serie A, any sporting event. Le Pub League. Le, 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 le Pub League. Le Pub. The Cactus plating <laughs> en France, uh, you know, go to 1-800, 1-800-4SPORT, 1-800-477-678 or go to sporttours.com.au. John and the team will look after you with some special tickets there and a nice little package. 942 on 16 or 433 Getting some interesting text messages. We'll come to those because we've got a board full of callers. Carlos, uh, he's here. Yes. Carlos is also in Thomastown. G'day, Carlos.
9: Uh, This is Carlos, the real Spanish Diego. You're you're the real Carlos, (laughs) are you?
3: The real one. I have been a fake one for about 22 years, (laughs) 23 years now, but anyway. it's Good to see there's a real one around. Yeah,
9: i have been a real one for about.
3: too. What would you think, Carlos? No, uh,
9: actually, it's fantastic to just got in the car now. Um, I'd just like to thank the uh, the boys in blue and the uh, crowd. I took a friend for the first time, the Mads Carlton Blues supporter, and he's already talking about coming to another victory game, so I've converted him. Fantastic.
5: well that's your job Carlos yeah, is right. to recruit <laughs> yes um, and that's the job of everyone at that yeah. uh, at that uh, stadium tonight
3: but uh, thanks for your call there carlos it's, it it's really is an easy way if people love their sport and you're bringing them along to a game like tonight twenty three thousand nearly full house really at, at amy park it's buzzing, people are jumping the team's playing the way they are. It was such an important game uh, the little kid uh, Stefan Negro playing so well in his first game, so everyone's raving about. it. He gets a standing ovation on the way yeah, out. That was fantastic. I mean, if you're going to ever convert someone who loves their sport to at least take interest in the game, not saying you 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 know have uh, go to football or soccer in, over AFL or anything, but just puts it in in the in the in the mix of games that you were interested mm. in. That's the sort of game. That, uh, that, that you'd take him
5: to. It it's, was that good. It's great entertainment. Yeah. Great entertainment. It's a great stadium. You know, 23,000 people make a lot of noise there. You know, um, the terraces do their job because it's, mm. it's just an outstanding experience. So, uh, well done, Carlos. But Lucas is in Ballarat, is also on the line. G'day, Lucas. G'day, guys. How are you going? Yeah, very well, thank you. you wanna, you're, you're, you're already the president of a new, <laughs> of a newly formed club. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, um, I'm a very, ha- very, very happy victory supporter tonight, but... Uh, I'm lucky enough to also be the president of where Stefan Negro
3: started to play. Fantastic! So you're a Ballarat Devils man. Red Devils. I am a few kilos
2: and a long many years ago, but
3: uh, yes. <laughs> now tell us about. Obviously, you would know uh, Stefan pretty well, there, Lucas. Uh, did he always show the potential that he showed tonight? Nineteen-year-old, he really came out of nowhere. I, I saw his name in dispatches, uh, you know, in the papers about or in the squad, but I never thought he'd ever get a shot at it. But obviously, he's training the house down has got himself an opportunity tonight and just had a blinder.
2: He did. He played really well. And, and I was actually, he was with, uh, from the club before he went to the uh, Ballarat Red Devils, the Victoria Park Football Club.
3: Fantastic. And has he always shown the ability show showed tonight?
2: Uh, he did. And he was lucky enough to have um, the, faith, uh, the faith in his parents and, and to take him on to bigger and better things. And he's always been such a lovely kid. Uh, his whole family's the same, to be totally honest. They're lovely
3: people. So what happens now? Will they have the double-decker open <laughs> bus up Sturt Street for him? You know, up and down Sturt Street the around Lake Winderie? ticket tape parade. <laughs> Will they have the big disco at the Canopy Club, or what? what's going to happen in Ballarat the now? Central Club, or is that? Big, you're
2: showing your age there
3: now. Yeah, I know. I've spent a bit of time in Ballarat over the years. Is it a power station? What? What, you what went is to school there, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> no, I love Ballarat, love Ballarat. And it's so, it's so good that they're... Because, actually, I'm, I'm hearing, Lucas, you know a little bit about the, the landscape, the football landscape in Ballarat. I'm hearing it's going crazy there with the amount of people, you know, kids playing the game.
2: It is phenomenal at the moment. Our club, Victoria Park Football Club, I'll just get that plug in there. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're going through a massive growth spurt. We had over 300 members last playing members last year, and I'm expecting um, the same sort of growth again next year. Maybe around the 350 to 400. We're a little club in Ballarat, but... Um, the growth in the sport in general is amazing. Um, I think it's fantastic. I remember when I was walking into school when I was a kid. I'd be walking into the school with a soccer ball underneath my arm. I'd be called everything under the sun.
5: Yeah, they probably thought you had a hernia. <laughs> 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 good on you, good on you, Lucas. Uh, always uh, good to talk to somebody who's uh, been a lifelong servant of the, of the game. Well done, and uh, good on uh, Stefan Negro too. He was fantastic. Uh,
6: you, you thought that. Uh Lucas had formed the f- very first I did. Uh, <laughs> I did. Stefan Negro fan club. I did. He was the, going to be the president. That's exactly I'm what I'm sure
3: I am sure there were <laughs> splinter groups out there forming their own fan club around Stefan Negro at the moment. But um, In fact, we nearly called it the Stefan Negro hotline tonight. Yes. <laughs> That's we, how we good did. he was tonight. You know, but Lucas protected me, Cactus. Yes. Uh, <laughs> he did. But Cactus, you've got to be excited about the, when a little kitty... Mm. Plays a game like Starlet. that on debut. I love that, it when the kiddies it.
6: get the chance. Oh. I just love,
3: love. It, it, Most likely he'll never play a game like that again in his life. No, no, no I'm, not, I'm not joking. He's got all the talent in the world. But it is fantastic when you see an Aussie coming through. It is. It's and great. And doing that. Yep. Fantastic. That,
6: that's why I love what the Central Coast Mariners are doing. They're just bringing the young kiddies yeah. through. They're playing an attacking brand of football. And then sell them. They're just playing the, the 1 1 8 formation. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to outscore the yep. opposition. Yep and then sell them off to, to, yeah. to bigger clubs. It's, yeah, uh, yeah. it's great to watch.
5: It was good to watch uh, last week as well. Let's go to Craig, who's on the road on the way back from the game. G'day, Craig. Welcome to the final whistle.
4: G'day, Diego. Thank you very much. And yes, B, 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 B we are back in town.
1: <laughs>
2: uh, I am incredibly happy about what's gone I am a little bit nervous about the fact we face Brisbane without McLaren and Varello. I think that is a under-representation of what we should expect from Brisbane maybe down the track a little bit more without wanting to put too many sort of dampener notes on what's going on. But uh, very impressed. There's been plenty of night where I've driven home and not been happy about uh, the way the 50-50 balls fell, and tonight they fell our way. And the best thing about that was we took advantage of it. And, uh, yeah, I think if you're at the game tonight, you've experienced a wonderful atmosphere. Nutmeg has has made a name for himself, (laughs) and uh, I think we've all got a new favourite
6: up in the stands, that's for sure. Oh no doubt about it, Craig. And uh, I did what I did like about the victory tonight was when the chances came, they mm. buried them. Mm. I mean, they near, near po- a couple of near post finishes, a lovely header from Barbarusis, and then of course Barisha gets on the score sheet at the end. Uh, it was just fantastic to watch. And uh, if they carry on like that for the rest of the season, like you've said, and Carlos, they will nine home games yep. in the uh, in the run home the last thirteen of the season, and I can see them. 1-2 with Melbourne City Ooh. at the end of the year. I like Brisbane Roar are going to go cascading down yeah, the table. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they'll be lucky to make the six yeah. in the end. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, You're prickly,
5: but you're really, really positive.
6: Actually, yeah.
3: I like actually, that. Actually, on the point that Craig made about Borrello and McLaren, McLaren's been fantastic for him this year. But if you looked at that squad that they had out tonight, they had good a team. really experienced side that's They're won defense. a lot of things. Yeah, They've won a lot of things. That was a very, very good Brisbane side out tonight. And... Melbourne victory just got them on the back foot from the start, Mm. forced errors in really bad areas from there and capitalised. So that that luck that Craig's talking about, that was luck that was manufactured by victory. And and they they should have scored a couple more too. Absolutely. They should have done that. They were were just marauding tonight. And when there's a marauding victory Mm. at Amy Park... And there's nine of nine of these games to go. It is a celebration. It is New Year's Eve. Every game. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Back in town hotline. That's what it is tonight. Nine four two nine eleven sixteen. Good on you, Craig. Thanks for your call. Let's go to Rob in Lower Templestowe. I uh, wants to talk about ticketing, which we touched on at the start of the show. G'day, Rob.
0: G'day, guys. Thanks for taking my call.
5: Oh, no problem. Um.
0: So yeah, First of all, my very very happy Melbourne victory supporter. I thought that was. Probably our most complete performance, uh, certainly in the past couple of months, uh, possibly all season. Um, just just in regards to, and I don't want to take anything away from, from the performance of the club. It was fantastic, but I've got a bit of a, a bugbear with the ticketing. So I, um, I, the only reason why I'm not a member this year is a couple of financial reasons. But um, So I've tried to go to every single game that I could. Um, I got there at about 7 o'clock this evening, and I, and I lined up. By about 7.15, it was declared that um, there were no more general admission tickets. And then shortly after, around 7.20, they declared that it was a sellout. So about half the people in front of me in line uh, decided to leave. And then most of the people behind me decided to leave as well. So I estimate probably a 1,000 or 2,000 people left. Mm. Um and I, you know, it's happened a couple of times before. So I just hung around and waited for the whistle to go, and, and thought maybe they'll release some more tickets, and, and they did. But I was very surprised because they only released more general admission tickets for the general admission areas. They didn't release the tickets that um, were not occupied by the members, which yep. I thought was the usual process. So, mm. and look, I've I've paid Category A tickets a number of times before. I don't mind, you know, paying for it um, when I can go. But I just thought it was a bit... um, I thought they underdid themselves a little bit, the Melbourne Victory um, uh, organisation for this sort of stuff, because, you know, 23,000 people there, I thought they could have had, you know, 25, 26, and then, you know, it pushes the the volume up just a little bit more. I mean, it was fantastic. I love the atmosphere anyway tonight. I thought it was sensational, but I've just noticed this has happened a few home games in a row, and I'm just wondering...
3: What can be done about it? Uh, Look, Rob, they're they're the sort of club. Victory are the most professionally run club in this competition. They're run as as well as some of the European clubs as far as ticketing and uh, administration and how they just run the professional outfit. They're as good as some of the professional clubs and and teams in other sports uh, that have been going on for 100 years. That's how good Victory are. And, Rob, I'm not saying they've got it right. With this, so I would get in touch with them. I'd uh, ring the ring the club, you know, uh, on Monday or send an email to their ticketing person. And I think if this was a genuine problem and it's been happening a few times, they would look at ways of getting, you know, fixing it up. I know Ian Robson would definitely want to hear that feedback. So please, they, they want to improve as a club all the time, and this is an issue. I mean, of course they'd want more people in there if they could fit them. Yeah, and it's,
5: it's never a great look when you've you know called a sellout and, yeah. and there's you know empty seats, and, uh,
3: and that's clearly a members' yeah. issue. So, But they still have those issues in the AFL, by yeah, the way. Yeah, they absolutely do. So it's, this is an issue across sports, but Victory are the sort of club that listens to their fans. So you know, get in touch with them, Rob. Uh, it's great that you still got in, that you still loved it, but if it's not completely right with ticketing, I'm sure they want to know about it. Well done,
5: Rob. Uh, we hear you. Uh, let's go to Al in Airport West. G'day, Al. Welcome to the final whistle.
9: Yeah, good evening, James. How you doing? Yeah, very well. Are you happy? Oh, very happy. <laughs> I think it was a uh, complete performance tonight by the boys. Um, it's quite a brilliant performance, actually. The atmosphere was great, and um, I thought it was a fitting, fitting um, you know, a mark of respect to the loss of uh, one of our Victory fellow members, uh, Darren. Um, early on in the year, or I think it might have been late last year, so it was nice sign of respect to him. But, um, look, I thought um, as far as our performance over the last six weeks, I thought it was quite clear, guys, that we were just in a, uh, a heavy training mode. So um, we were going to come out of that eventually. And um, also to uh, to Disti, our first caller tonight. Uh, <laughs> just, um, and, 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 until, until you guys uh, put something in that uh, quite huge trophy cabinet which i think has got nothing in it at the moment. <laughs> it's sparse keep, keep, keep walking just you're just like your namesake man. so al can
6: it's i cool. just ask about the the big banner for darren that's in the crowd mm. uh and after the game a lot of the well i think the whole victory team came and jumped the fence and had a photo with the banner what do, what does that sort of thing mean to the victory fans
9: oh look it's um it makes makes us feel feel part of the family you know and um no, the way that they, the sign of respect Kevin Muskett also during the week um well, a couple of weeks ago came out straight away and, and um and had his say and um look it's it's just it's amazing that um we, we do feel like a, a family club and um that sign of respect is just um I didn't know Darren personally but I I did see him around quite a few times in the games he fits in the, in the same area I do so um to them, for
3: them to show that sign of respect is um, it's just amazing. It's really now, Al, I mean, you said you didn't know Darren personally, but obviously he must have meant a lot. Uh, he must have had a, a, quite a strong presence or a respected presence there in the active support group. Do you, uh, do you know why he was so respected? What sort of things did he do for the club? And, and as a fan, that, uh, that you know, make people want to remember him the way they did tonight?
9: Yeah, look, like I said, um, I, I didn't know him personally, and um, but I mean, I've been going to um, to the football and sitting in the south end for, for 10 years, so um, I've seen quite a few times. And there, look, I was sitting quite uh, next to quite a few people that actually knew him quite well tonight, and you can see the emotion was flowing. So, look, he's uh, he's a very passionate um, uh, guy from from all reports. Um, he did a lot for the club, and. He was actually a very giving person and, um, yeah, just, it was a tragic loss. So, um, you know, um, the way that uh, the boys came out tonight and performed was just, like I said, a fitting, um, sign of respect, uh, to him and, and I think the way that they, uh, the players came out afterwards um, was just really uh, a great touch. So.
5: It was yep. beautifully done. And, and yep. congratulations to everybody who who did that mm. because this is what it's all about. And, uh, you know, creating a club and, and, you know, when you lose someone who is instrumental in creating... You know, uh, uh, the the support of the club, um, you know, just being one of the many, uh, it was just beautifully done. So well done, El. Thanks for your call. Let's go to Bob in Baldwin. G'day, Bob.
2: G'day, Jensen. Just got home. It's a big night for the club. Fantastic night for the club.
3: Are you happy, Bob?
2: Fantastic, the whole performance, the whole stadium, magnificent night, the lights were shining. Um, all the members were made aware that grand final day is for us on the 1st of May, so everyone's got it locked in their diary. <laughs> I don't
3: know
2: about that other operation that runs on the other side of town. Tom uh, Bob,
3: you want to see a city victory grand final, don't you?
2: I want the real thing, boys. I want West Sydney victory. At, uh, oh, no
3: way. City victory derby, grand final, Eddie Head won't be big enough. <laughs> it won't be big enough, Bob.
1: Cross the road.
3: Tell us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Good on you, Bob. Uh, as always,
5: really appreciate uh, your your call and your take on. He uh, well, was actually quite joyful there, Bob. I know um, they, well, yeah, the lights were, were,
6: the lights were shining. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Of course, Bob's, why Bob's, wouldn't you be? Yeah, Bob's normally
5: no, not that joyful. Yeah, Bob doesn't <laughs> ask for a lot, really. <laughs> right. Yeah, good the on The fact bo- that we've got a stadium, he's quite happy about that. <laughs> well done. Uh, hey, we're going to take a break, but if uh, Anthony, Massimo, Sam, Joey, Flavio, Matt, Danny, Richard, Terry, stick around because we're going to come to your calls, of course, on uh, the final whistle. We're looking forward to those right after this break. With thanks to Premium Sport Tours, because nothing beats being there. This is the final whistle on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport.
3: You know what EPL stands for? Every player loaded. To all English Premier League coaches out there, happy coaching. This is the Four Diegos. It is the final whistle here on
5: 11:16 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. Melbourne victory defeated uh, Brisbane Roar 4-0. Uh, the, the killer bees, have we been, we've been saying. Uh, ben Kalfala, Barbarossa scored twice and Barisha scored for the victory on an uh, emphatic victory tonight in front of uh, twenty three thousand two hundred and seven at Amy Park. Uh, it is the back in town hotline. Uh, we'll go through your texts very very shortly on zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. But let's go to Anthony from pasco Vale. G'day, Anthony.
8: G'day, guys. How you doing? Great yeah, victory tonight.
5: You must be absolutely wrapped Yeah,
2: pretty thrilled. Just wanted to touch on the crowd and remind
8: uh, Gypsy that we locked out as many members. <laughs> And people, they can't even get to the game. <laughs> well, and look,
3: Gypsy deserves what he gets tonight. He was the first caller in <laughs> Melbourne City, caller talking about how good they were. And uh, unfortunately, when you do that, you've got two hours of hell to go through. <laughs> and
1: we even locked
6: out a 1,000
3: seagulls. Tonight. <laughs> See, times are good at Melbourne Victory, aren't they?
6: I have a lot of respect. I have a lot of respect for Gypsy. Yeah, me too. He just—he got in as a City fan, first cab off the rank on a night when it was really Melbourne Victory's night. Yep. And he's thrown a cat amongst the pigeons. But he's
5: on a flight to Northern Territory as we speak. (laughs) (laughs) They need more supporters like Gypsy. Good on you, Anthony. Thanks for holding and thanks for your call. Hey, Massimo's on the line from Taylor's Lakes. G'day, Massimo. Thanks for holding on. Are you there, Mass? Hello. Yes. It's Sam. Oh, Oh, Sam, how are you? You're from Layla. How are, you, mate? How are you, Oh, g'day. How are you, Sam?
2: Yeah,
9: look, I've had a great night at the soccer, but I'll tell you what, one of the lines of the guy on the phone earlier, I got there about six, quarter past, lined up the tickets, asked for nine, there were two families, a family of four and a family of five, so getting two, lots of our general admission family tickets, and all of a sudden, no, we can't do it for you, but we can sell you nine single tickets, and then you can go to the general admissions. as like I got told.
3: Yeah, look, it sounds like there's a bit of a problem tonight, Sam, with the tickets. So um, all I can say is they're good people at Melbourne Victory. Give them a ring on Monday. Uh, pass on the message. And I know they couldn't solve your problem tonight if you had a problem. But they'll certainly jump on this for the rest of the season. It's too important for them. And I, I have been corrected. I think there's eight home games. between Nine not including tonight. Nine including tonight. And, uh, but you know, in the eight remaining games, they want to get it right if they can. But thanks for the feedback there, Sam. I think there's,
6: there's a real problem when, you, when it's a sellout and there's 8,000. Yeah, absolutely. Huge absolutely. problem. Yeah, I reckon yeah. there's, either, there's two schools of thought. One is you, the, the members have paid for their memberships. Mm. And so it's their prerogative whether they come or not. Maybe they come at halftime. Who yeah. knows? But the other school of thought is if they're not coming or if they're not there by the time the game starts, then sell their tickets. Just sell them. That should be a term, a a condition of having a membership, is that if you're not there by the time the game starts or even 15 minutes beforehand, your ticket goes on sale. Yeah,
3: but members are entitled to come late.
6: I totally agree. I totally agree. But if you're going to come late, and it would be a very, very small percentage of members who are going to come late Mm. if they're going to come, Call the club and say I'm coming. I'm going to be at the ground 15 minutes late. and Your ticket is not yep. sold. It's it's fairly simple, uh, fairly simple solution. I Apparently,
5: reckon. they uh, members have the option. Uh, Janelle in Baronia has said that uh, for each home game to sell their seat back. Correct. They yep. absolutely do. They yep. ring up yep. the
6: club during the week, so they're not yep. going to be there. The club can sell the ticket. That's what they should do.
3: Well, they, okay. should, they should be forced to.
5: Absolutely, I think it would it would be so much better, and there wouldn't be these yeah. turn, you know people turned away. But do like,
3: you, you think the Victory fans would want to help the club out because that's an extra. You know, yeah. $60 or whatever it is in, clubs, in the club's pocket. Uh, and they can add, uh, and they wouldn't, it wouldn't cost them anything because they're, they're, they're not going to the game themselves. So, you know. Let's uh, try Massimo again. G'day, Massimo. How
1: are you guys going?
3: Yeah, we're well. How are you?
1: I'm fine, thanks.
5: Are you very happy tonight?
1: Yeah, I'm really happy.
5: Oh, good. What was your favourite part about tonight, apart from the win? Sorry? Well, who, who was the best player for you tonight?
1: To me, I reckon it was Negro.
5: Yeah. Okay.
3: So He's Mas- not much older than you, too, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Massimo. And uh, you didn't prefer Barbarous the way he played tonight?
1: Yeah,
6: I loved it. <laughs> yeah.
3: How are you celebrating, Mass? Oh,
1: um, we're on our way to our cabin right now. The oh. Cabin? The cabin. Oh,
3: by the lake? Don't give us an address, Mass. <laughs> Your parents would appreciate if you don't give us an address. Um, now, do you, when you grow up, do you want to be a Melbourne Victory player? Yes, I do. Okay, what position do you want to play?
1: Um, in the attacking.
3: Uh, anywhere in the attack? Do you want to be a, like a free player, go wherever you want yeah. in the forward line? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so you want to be like Barbaroussis, Barisha, Ben Kalfala, which uh, Finkler, who, who would you like to be like?
9: I want to be like Barbaroussis.
3: Yeah, fast, nice hair. Yeah, Beautiful good hair, hair. Oh. always looks really immaculate. <laughs> he does. Wearing his uniform. Mass, you picked the right guy.
5: Hey Mass, enjoy the cabin tonight. Uh, you know you've deserved a relaxing night. Uh, thanks for holding on, and uh, as always, we love the Junior Diego's mm. calling in. Uh, well he, done.
6: He sounds like a free spirit, Mass. Yeah, <laughs> like he, he sounds right. like yeah. one of those guys yeah. who would just be—they yeah. don't give him a position. No, yeah, He'd no. just go and play. He's,
3: he's the sort of kid who's already got his own mobile phone. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and he that's pays right. his own bill. He's a millennial, Carlos. Yeah. Is this what they, isn't that what they they call them now? In fact, that was <laughs> Stefan Negro, you know. <laughs>
5: His voice was a bit deeper. Yeah, that's right. Let's go to my. Oh no, sorry. Hang on. With thanks to Fox Sports yes. and SEN, of course, uh, who calls us uh, every every uh, time the victory or the, the city city play on uh, Friday night. Uh, Michael pony joins us. G'day, Zappers, and welcome to the final whistle. Good evening, gentlemen. Yes. Um, Book
4: the MCG, Damien DeBowen. Book the MCG for the uh, grand final, I reckon. So
3: you're talking it up too, Zapper, because we thought we were just going over the top before. <laughs> but uh, Apparently, we've been told that the MCG is booked out. Can't do it. But this, if City play victory, Zappers, Eddie Head won't be big enough, will it? I'm with you, Carlos. Yes.
4: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm surprised they haven't looked at the MCG because uh, let's get it. Let's get ahead Let's get it. Of ourselves. Let's get excited. <laughs> yeah, of course. We're fantastic tonight. Mm. We know Melbourne city have been going well. And if you were mm. to have a Melbourne derby, then why not play it at the MCG? Because I tell you what, I reckon Melbourne sporting fans would fill the joint.
5: Absolutely. And, uh, you know, we've got a few text messages here tonight uh, suggesting the same thing, but uh, tonight, okay, you spoke to the young man, Stefan Negro mm. uh, after the game. Well, How 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 good was he? Firstly,
4: oh, he was brilliant, you know. And uh, such a big occasion for him. He uh, had been an unused sub twice. Um, He grew up uh, uh, when Victory started playing in the A League. He was eight years old, (laughs) and he was a Victory fan. He's he's been a Victory member before. His family's a a season ticket holders. Uh, It's a great story. It's a great story of the new generation of kids who grow up aspiring to play for clubs like Melbourne Victory and are now realising that dream. And we've never had that before because the league has been so young. So it's just a great story all round. And uh, he was brilliant. He was mature beyond his years. He even nutmegged uh, Thomas Broich <laughs> And Matty McKay. <laughs> It was a bit of a fluke, but you know, full credit to him. He showed real confidence on the park and uh, was was great. Uh, a risk taken by Kevin Musket. We said last week Kevin Musket was uh, going to learn a lot about himself and his players this week. He, he made a risky decision by putting Stefan Negro in there at right back, and it paid off. And uh, he had to beat Thomas Bush tonight, <laughs> one of the best players in the competition, and he did it in an outstanding way.
3: Now Zappa, you, you know. Melbourne victory, people have been talking about, you know, it, it's been a really great talking point for the last six weeks. You know, uh, what was wrong with victory? Are they ever going to get it? Yeah. <laughs> but really, when they play like they did tonight, it's only always temporary. I know it's six weeks, but it's just always going to be temporary. They are now back in, back in the groove, aren't they? they? They are now ready to just take all before them, before the finals.
4: It doesn't take much. Does no. It? You know, and, and I think last week, when we look at tonight's 90 minutes, the, the half time talk by Kevin Musk at Academia Park last week could prove to be the turning point of the season mm. because what we saw from the 45 minute mark onwards uh, last weekend, and then what we saw tonight, is Melbourne victory that can win a grand final. And uh, they had a, a slump in that last six weeks. And when you look at their starting lineup tonight, you've still got the likes of Barisha, Barbaroussis, mm. Kinkler, Kalfella. That is a very, very strong lineup, Del Pierre. Yes, the midfield is uh, a patchwork midfield at the moment, and, and the centre back Lee Broxham's not a centre back, but they were able to cover tonight. Nick Ansell comes in and, and does his job again, and he's growing in stature and confidence and fitness as the weeks go on. So they've got the ingredients to, to do it, and uh, every other team in the competition knows that uh, they will be a real threat.
6: Zapper, I want to turn our attention to the Brisbane Roar because we all know how wonderful victory went tonight. We've been talking about it with the uh, with the listeners who have called in. Did the Brisbane Roar get a bit found out tonight? Maybe the rest of the league will will have figured out how to play them because obviously they've had a wonderful season so far. They're sitting on top, or they were sitting on top of the ladder. Um, they probably won't be by the end of the by the end of the weekend. Do you think that they are a top of the ladder side or do you think that by the end of the season they'll be down three or four
4: spots? I think they can still challenge for the title. I think they've still got the ingredients. Uh, tonight was an off night. We see teams have off nights and I think you touched on Jamie McLaren earlier. I think they really miss him. He's He's been an outstanding player for them and yes, Victory have had outs and uh, but Brisbane missing Three pretty decent players as well from their uh, their squad tonight as well. So they made a couple of sloppy mistakes. and Some of them were forced by Melbourne Victory. And some of that pressing and pressure in midfield to turn over possession, we haven't seen from Melbourne Victory. And they got caught a couple of times tonight, uh, Brisbane Raw, and then they could not recover from that. So I I still think that uh, they'll be in the top four. I I don't think that uh, they'll they'll fall off too much. Uh, They'll learn from this. And, uh, Johnny Analisi will, will learn from it as well. I think he made a couple of changes that, uh, probably hurt his side tonight and, uh, leaving Dimi Petrados out of the side probably hurt him in the end. Uh, the Spaniard that came in, uh, heard us really struggled with the tempo of the game and um, and his couple of mistakes early on cost them.
3: Now Zabba can you tell us word for word the conversation between John Aloisi and Bursap Barisha when he went down and they were yelling at each other. Could, and listen, no censorship, word for word <laughs> no, Definitely censorship. Yeah, just have get ready the with dump, the dump button there the guys. But button ready, yeah yeah, yeah uh, was it pretty vicious was it or
4: Ah, oh, look! It was in the heat of the moment. Uh, Barisha, we know how competitive a, a player he is, and um, he was he was saying that uh, you know he was copping a lot of uh, unfair attention from uh, from Daniel Bowles and uh, and and that and Johnny Halarwisi was uh, was encouraging it, um, <laughs> and uh, and uh, something along those lines. But heat of the moment, I think uh, both of them will move on, and um, it's not something that we don't see every weekend. We see it from uh, from all all sidelines and and all coaches. Um, and uh, it's just part of the game.
5: Hey, Zapper, on that note, uh, as always, we really appreciate your time, and uh, what's your what's your workload this weekend like?
4: Off to Adelaide tomorrow, so uh, the rampaging Reds uh, mm. at Cooper Stadium uh, should probably win against the Central Coast Mariners, so uh, be good to see the Reds in, in action, and uh, little whispers going on that uh, James Terici, uh is in town in Adelaide and uh, could be close to signing with the Reds, which would be a big signing for them.
5: Well, mate, have a good call, and uh, we'll talk to you very soon. Thanks, guys. There's uh, Michael Zaponi from Fox Sports. Uh, hey, we're going to have to take a break now. If you're on hold, please uh, stay with us because uh, we would love to talk to you on the final whistle. Uh, let's take a break now. This is the Four Diego's uh, on a night where Melbourne victory defeated Brisbane Roar 4-0 at Amy Park, 23,207, 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport.
3: Sometime, Frankie, when the Socceroos are up against it, when things are wrong and the brakes are beating the boys, tell them to go in there with all they've got and win just one for the Four Diegos. Well, something's got to get them to the World Cup. This has been a special half-time pep talk by the Four Diegos. Yes, Melbourne victory defeated Brisbane Royal 4-0 tonight.
5: Flavio, Danny, Richard, Terry, Gavin, stay on the line because you will be first up. Right after the news on 11.16, sixteen, SEN Melbourne's home of It is the final whistle here on a Friday night, uh, on a night uh, where Melbourne victory handed Brisbane Roar a lesson. 4-0 they won tonight at Amy Park. It was the Killer Bees. Ben Calfalar scored in the fifth minute, Barbarossa scored in the tenth and the twenty-ninth minute, and then Bessart Barisha scored in the second half in the fifty-first minute. The crowd was 23,207 people at Amy Park. It was a great night for Melbourne victory, and... Uh, we were very, very happy to take your calls in the first hour, and we were even happier to take your calls in the second hour of the Diego's final whistle. 1116 Carlos, you're in. What is the hot, uh, the hotline? The
3: hotline is the back in town hotline. Very predictable, but uh, they're back in town for the rest of the season. I'm tipping.
5: And we've got our international guest marquee here, yeah. Chris, Cactus uh, Chris. You're in. You're in the house tonight. Uh, welcome again, Bonsoir, Bonsoir <laughs> in the French League le, <laughs> le, 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 le Pub Le U le, oh. le Pub Le Pub Le Pub Le Pub League Le Pub, le pub, le pub. Uh, he's he's yeah. yeah,
6: you're
5: not a bad player either, Cactus. You you, you fancy yourself well, as a what, what 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 position?
6: Well, I, I started up front and uh, <laughs> drifted back into the midfield as in, you slowed down. Years. <laughs> As you <slowed> down, yeah, <laughs> and, and then all the way yeah. back to uh, I was you. was your typical <laughs> hard tackling, holding midfielder in yeah. the end. I just couldn't get to the ball, so I just yeah, it heavy touch. Out. Uh, my, my touch was all right, but I I struggled to get the get the touch. No, I heard you late. had a heavy
3: touch in the late tackle. <laughs> yes, uh, they couldn't Early understand tackle. you. You yeah. couldn't understand them. It was a match <laughs> made in heaven. Yeah. Really, Interesting it? club I played yeah. at
6: Touray Bess in in France. Mm. Not one, not one of my teammates spoke a word of English. Yeah. But and I fo- did not speak any French.
3: In, this is where yeah. you're younger. You're younger than us. Well, but <laughs> if you ask me, from my experience, football's the international language. Yes, yes. 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 The intellectual
5: language. The yeah. way you're sounding. It's, <laughs> the way you sounded. It's and it was the language gonna be, of love. love. I wish we, I wish we could <laughs> see
3: your actions. Yeah. Yeah, it's
5: almost the way you say uh Tom. Rogic. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, it was a great night tonight. Uh, 942 nine four two nine is the back-in-town hotline, and we'll go to your text messages for sure tonight uh, on 433 Flavio, Flavia, you've been holding on for a little while, and uh, we're very, very happy to take your call on the final whistle. Good day, Flavia, and welcome to the show.
3: Thank you, guys. How are you?
5: Yeah, very well, thank you. So, let, I mean, let, let, lay it all out yeah. for us. You're very happy. Um, what did you make of the game?
2: Uh, I believe Melvin Victor tonight plays a uh, same like a champion. We miss the game, uh, these games already, because when you're losing so much games
10: and the draw and the result doesn't come, it upset us. But I believe tonight the supporter was a 12 player. They
6: played the beginning to the end. What I love about football fans yep. is one week. You are useless. <laughs> and the next week, you yep. beat the top team 4 0. You're going to be champions. Yep. I just love how you
3: can flick the switch. Yeah, but with Flavio, uh, to be fair to the victory fans, mm. this was always going to happen. Well, not to. Not, it, no, it was always going to happen. Six games were an aberration. That's all they were. Yeah, but for you. Yeah, I recognised it. I was saying this for a long time, wasn't I, Rodrigo? Oh, yeah, now This we was were, just an aberration. I was waiting, though. I was waiting for six mm. weeks, but this was always going to happen. Waiting for and, the raw. Waiting for the Roy to come. but the, <laughs> they needed the big game where they were all switched on. They were all sting. They were stinging from Kevin's mm. words last week. Yeah. They had a hard week on the track. Everyone's uh, sort of criticising. Everyone's doubting them. Uh, no depth. No this. No that. No game plan. Sack Sack Barisha, Sack you know Musket. We had callers wanting to sack Musket and Barisha last week. Yeah. They needed all that city fans. And now they have they got a fantastic <laughs> run home. And they're just, it's the pennies drop for them Primed. again. And they're going to be fantastic for the rest of the season. Flavio, are you still there?
9: Yeah, and
10: what I believe, this started last weekend when the second half, Melbourne's got to put it, the soul, the hunger, everything to play. Because if you put it all together, the last six games, they wasn't played well. Hmm. It wasn't played well. Muscat, I believe, they did a lot of mistakes. Those um, suck some players. Barbarossa tonight was amazing, but mm. if you
1: put it back in five games like before, he wasn't playing. Yeah. He
3: wasn't. You've got to so realise too, Flavio, that this team's been up for a long time. They won three trophies, they won the league last year, they won the, the grand final, they won the FFA. They've been up for a long, long time. And obviously it's been a long pre-season where they've had to think about being up from the start of this season, so... They're gonna. They were gonna at some stage, especially with Valeri being out and all the you know the other issues. Archie Thompson's knee. I mean, there's only well, human Key beings. has been out. Yeah, they, well. they, they've they've got to go through this slump at some stage, and it's good that they've had it now. They're not too far from the top now, and they, they'll go on from now.
5: Good on you, Flavio. Really appreciate your call, and thanks for holding. Uh, you know, they're, they're hoop. I had to say that word tonight, <laughs> they but uh, they are very very happy. Danny in Airport West. Uh, I want to talk about ticketing tonight? G'day, Danny.
8: G'day, boys. Sorry, I've been on high for quite a while. So you have,
5: been, and I, uh, we appreciate that, mate.
8: Uh, no worries, I, and apologies if uh, uh, I might um, go over a few things that have been discussed already, but look, uh, just with regards to ticketing, I, I must say uh, the club does very well. I, mm. I've been a member for 10 years now, and um, especially this season, they, with some of the past issues they've had, um, they have been very vigilant with their... Um, their um, uh, SMSing uh, and informing um, the, the members. Uh, I think this week I received uh, two messages uh, and also an email, so all members would have received the same thing to um, ensure that, you know, uh, if, if members couldn't go to the game to... Um, and there is an incentive to to tell the club. And, uh, and when you do sell your um, seats back to the club, if it is purchased by someone else, uh, you do get 50% of that ticket uh, purchase uh, back. I think, mean, and I think it gets credited onto your uh, following year's membership. So there is that incentive. But having said that, um, I had my two kids pull out at the last minute. So me being one member, I had um, you know, and I, I was part of the problem. Uh, but you know, I had two two empty seats. So I guess the club is a bit hamstrung in a in a in a sense because yes, um, you know, it's all fine and good. You know, when you're outside the stadium trying to get into uh, into the building and, and complaining that there's so many empty seats. But mm. I think at the end of the day, what people need to remember, and this goes with uh, all sports, in particular with the AFL, if you're a member, uh, you are entitled to that seat and you do get the people that uh, come in, you know, at the last minute. And, you know, the AFL Grand Final is a perfect example. You know, you've got all the AFL members who... You know they've had an AFL membership for so many years, and their club never makes the finals. And um, they may choose to go, or they may not. You know, and and they never they never fill up those uh, those seats. So, um, so I think they are doing a, a pretty good job. And look, they just hit twenty seven thousand members mm. uh, this week as well. So, uh, you know, you're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't. Unfortunately, uh,
3: Danny, look, I I don't think in this situation, given that the AFL that's run so well in this area, they still have issues. I think if you know if those issues that you can't, if some of these issues you just can't fix, but to, to hear that Victory uh, communicate with their members during the week and offer them you know half the the money that they might get from a ticket that's been relinquished to them, that's fantastic. I reckon. I mean, that's a great incentive. No,
6: it's, it's brilliant. But yeah. I, I'm I'm laying the responsibility at the feet of the members. Mm you It's a, a member, bit, bit difficult but, for Danny ab- today, though. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. There, are all, there are always exceptions to every mm. rule. And Danny is two kids pulled out late, no problems at all. It's, that happens. But if you know that you're not going, mm. just get on the phone, give the club a call, and tell them you're not going to be there. It's very simple.
5: Yep. Good on you, Danny. Very happy that you uh, stayed on the line because those points weren't made. Uh, they've been made on the F- SMS. But I uh, no, really appreciate your call and thanks for holding on. Let's go to Terry in Sunshine. I think he wants to change the topic a little bit. He uh, wants to talk about the MLS in the USA. Good day, Terry. Uh,
10: good evening, gentlemen. I, I actually sort of divide my time between the US and Australia because I have permanent residence there. Anyway, I was actually uh, on December 6th, which was a Sunday, I watched the MLS final between Portland Timbers and the uh, Columbus Crew. It was an absolutely scintillating game, end to end stuff. Uh, Portland won, and you know Portland now is the uh, champions of the MLS for 2015. I actually have a bit of a soft spot for Portland because I I've lived in that city for uh, you know for 18 months, and it was interesting back in 2009 when the move was starting to be put ahead. To uh, approach uh, uh, the, the MLS for Portland's inclusion, and my God, there was an absolute uh, huge uh, backlash from from my fellow Portlandians, if I can call them. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know, because at that time it was the it was the, the beginnings of the financial crisis, and uh, and people were saying, well, why should we be investing in an MLS club, you know, when we've got these financial problems? But uh, but I'm glad that the city. The, uh, the the city got behind the uh, the team, and within within five years or so, they've are the MLS uh, champions uh, as such. Now my my team is the Seattle Sounders. Uh, you know the Seattle Sounders draw over forty thousand plus home gate. Mm. Well, one, they're actually in the top twenty or so teams in the world in in terms of drawing uh, crowds. And what? But one good thing in the US, unlike here in Australia. Uh, because in Seattle they've got, they've got the three sports. They've got the gridiron, the Seahawks, they've got, uh, got, the, uh, got our football and also the, the baseball. Now, when the Seahawks are playing away the, the, and, and the Sounders are playing home, well, the Seahawks tell their fans to support the Sounders and, and vice versa.
6: That's fantastic, Terry. Is, 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 is Portland-Seattle the derby? Yeah, yeah. It's actually it's, actually, it's called the, the Cascadia Cup. <laughs> and uh, and
10: uh, well, because actually actually off the off the coast of uh, I think of the uh, of the Pacific Northwest, there is I think a fault line in the sea. It's called the Cascadia Fault, and uh, that's why that's what, And also too, because because the main mountain range that actually runs through the Pacific Northwest is called the uh, Cascades. But uh, but let me tell you, the standard of the MLS is improving by by leaps and bounds. And I actually, in my estimation, if it keeps going as it is. I think that within five, within the next decade, it'll probably be, could be amongst the best leagues in the world. But one thing that they need to do, even like here, they need to start considering, um, you know, promotion and relegation. And, and there's one co- complaint I have about how the game's run in this country. I find it really quite strange that, that, uh, that uh, for example, whether it was an old VPL team or a Premier League side or now NPL teams, you know, that they can develop good players then all of a sudden, these these A-League clubs can just come in, get these players next to nothing, and then then if they're really that good, they can sell them overseas, and and they can make a huge fortune out of it. But I also would like to say one thing about the Central Coast Mariners. They have a very good striker sitting on their reserve bench, a guy by the name of Daniel Heffernan, who who should at least you should be given a go. He he was he was he was actually top scorer at Heidelberg for for three successive seasons.
5: Good on you, Terry. It made. They some great thoughts on the MLS. Really appreciate that, and then obviously it'd be interesting to get a comparison you know, one day about yeah. the MLS and uh, and the A League. But really appreciate your call, Terry uh, from Sunshine, and um, yeah, we we used to talk about the MLS uh, a lot on the Diego's. And, yeah, uh, no, well, I,
3: I, we've got to actually dedicated a bit of a show to it because I think it's really interesting to see, like you said, the comparison mm, between the A yeah, League now and where the MLS is. In their evolution, because obviously they've had a, a crack at it longer than we have. So, uh, And from all the reports, it's going well.
5: Okay, let's uh, go to Gavin on the road, he wants to talk about the victory game. G'day, Gavin. Thanks for holding.
2: Boys, where's that rotten mongrel Warren? <laughs> <heart> last week.
6: <laughs> he purposely and took it, leave. It
2: was wrong and. Oh, no. It was an absolute, look, absolute disgrace last week. Let's not uh, beat around the bush, but, boys. Uh, they say a week is a long time in uh, politics. Well, I'm telling you, a week is an eternity in football.
3: <laughs> yeah, but Gavin, this was always going to happen with the quality of victory. Uh, their their woes of the last six weeks was always going to be temporary, and you and with the quality of players they have in that front half, it was just a matter of time. They yeah. still haven't got it right with uh, with all their personnel not being available. Imagine, I mean, Danny Vukovic. I mean, we're talking about the stars. Vukovic had a great game tonight. Um, very assured because uh, he has been blighted with some uncertainty you know, over the weeks so far this season, but he looked really assured tonight. And the other one I was really happy for was Oli Bazanich tonight. I thought Bazanich was really strong in the tackle. He, he released the ball early, joined in the attack. Uh, when if things broke down, he was there biting away at the tackles from the Brisbane Raw players. So Mahazi's uh, growing too. Mahazi was terrific tonight too. So let's not forget, you know the not the lesser players but the blokes who who aren't the superstars you know the killer bees you know mm. uh, the other guys were terrific tonight too yeah good on you gavin thanks for your
5: call i uh, really appreciate that 94291116 it is the back in town hotline of course because melbourne victory defeated brisbane roar 4-0 at amy park uh, it was emphatic let's go to palo on the road good day palo
1: oh how you doing boys
5: yeah very well
1: thanks for taking my call uh, just quickly on the um,
0: on a few losses that victory has had, I think it's got a lot to do with um, he think, well, I think he's the barometer of that team. If he doesn't perform, I don't think victory um, does as well as they
1: normally do. What do you thought? Uh,
3: yeah, I, I think you're absolutely spot on there, Paolo. The link between uh, you know the the back half and the forward half is obviously a very creative. Uh, forward-like Finkler, and the way he finds the Barbarouss and, and Barisha and Ben Kalfalar at different times is sublime. Uh, what they did really well tonight too, which I haven't been doing a lot of, is those you know 40 or 50-yard diagonal balls out of traffic and suddenly getting the likes of Barbarouss one-on-one, Ben Kalfalar one-on-one. That's when they were at their best uh, victory, when they can get in behind defenders and uh, and with their speed on the flanks to get in there and then cross that ball. Um, the the other big loss, and we've talked about it time and time again, is Carl Valeri. But they might have to be happy. They might have to be, you know, uh, be. Could, they well, might have to accept. Out, yeah. They might have to accept that he may not be available for almost the rest of the year with the with the illness he has. So
5: now there you go. Thanks, Paolo. Really appreciate your call. Nine four two nine eleven sixteen. We're taking your calls right throughout the night. Uh, if you're a victory supporter, tell us how happy you are. Tell us how you why you thought they won and uh where you thought they won it? who was your favorite player if you're a city fan mm. um tell give, us, it, give us a call yeah give us a call and mm. tell us how you feel about this and you know back up
3: gypsy back up gypsy <laughs> yeah. who
5: started the show tonight at 10 o'clock, uh with a you know provocative call you'd have to say Loved um, it. yeah Loved give it. us a call it is the Four Diego's final whistle with thanks to premium sport tours because nothing beats being there give them a call on 1800 4 sport that's one 800 If you're going overseas, you want to take in a sporting event like a lot of people do from Australia. You know, check Wimbledon, Euro 2016, uh, EPL, La Liga, also Serie A, and many, many other sports. They've got a couple of tours as well, uh, the Monaco Formula 1 Grand Prix. Uh, how good would it be going there? With any yacht, and, are,
6: is there any yachts involved?
5: There'll be heaps of yachts involved. Uh, Helic- helicopters? Well, <laughs> just go to the website, sporttours.com.au, and check out the package, of the tours, because uh, Premium Sport Tours have got it for you. Check them out, uh, Premium Sport Tours, because nothing beats being there. This is the final whistle on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport.
3: Manchester United's Roy Keane is to fair play and sportsmanship what Arantia Sanchez-Vicario... Is to winning the Miss Universe pageant. Jeez, I love this game. This is the four Diego. Thanks
5: for joining us on the final whistle on eleven sixteen SEN Melbourne's Homer Sport Melbourne victory uh, defeated Brisbane Roar four 0 Just in case you. Don't know. Kalfa scored uh, in the fifth minute. Barbarossa scored in the tenth and the twenty-ninth minute, and then Barisha put the icing on the cake in the fifty-first minute. Twenty-three thousand two hundred seven at Amy Park. It was rocking Amy
3: Park tonight. It, could, like have it 40, could have been forty thousand. Could have been forty thousand, even though it doesn't hold forty thousand, Carlos. But uh, yeah, not, don't get me started on why, nah. that does, that, why that bubble stadium doesn't hold forty thousand. Do you think they can lift the bubbles? No, and, they can't. No. Dad's I'm looked sure at it, can. my dad's oh, looked has at he? it, oh, they, well, even he's... without a permit, you can't <laughs> do anything with those bubbles You can't do anything, Cactus, you had something to do with that stadium, didn't you?
6: Yeah, I wanted it 30,000 Yeah, you were well,
3: at Melbourne Storm That's right. doing some stuff, doing some soccer stuff <laughs> Melbourne, <laughs> Melbourne Storm, Storm. many years ago, Yeah, when they were building that thing And you, you guys had a say in how big it was, Well, going we... to be we are one of the tenants. That's what I'm saying. we were. Why didn't you want they. it any bigger than 31,000? Well, yeah. <laughs> By the way, I don't think it's ever had 31,000. It's only with, with the viewing areas and stuff. Mm. And it, it, I think it only fits about 27 or something in the end. Why couldn't it be bigger? Why couldn't it have been a 40,000-seater? Because you don't get 40,000 in there. I know, no, but you had to build it that way. No,
6: you, no, you don't. Because, because of the if bubbles? You, if you're not going to get 40,000 in there, oh, why yes build a 40,000 stadium? If you
3: build it, they no. will come, Cactus. No, they won't. I've heard that from somewhere before. If <laughs> you build it, they will come. Um, it just its frustrating because I think it just restricts us completely. It frustrates me.
5: Yes. No, no. It, there would have been uh, 40,000 there tonight, Carlos, if yeah. they built a couple more stands. Uh, 942 nine four two nine eleven sixteen. The hotline tonight is the back-in-town hotline give us a call 9429 1116 9 would love to hear from you um or 0433 98 11 16. that is the text message no no hot topic but you just tell us what your thoughts are um let's go through some text messages now um Oh right! Melbourne City are apparently changing the, their name to Green Seats United next year. That's GG in Greensboro, Just a bit of a sledge to Melbourne yep. City. Um, the MCG is booked on a League Grand Final day, boys. So not possible. That's uh, if there's a derby between Melbourne Victory and Melbourne City. Um, they've left Eddie Eddie had available, so we don't have the same debacle as last season. Yep. What a great performance by the Victory boys! Barbaraus was man of the match, and a special mention to Stefan Negro on his debut. That's Alex. He he was yeah. he was very very good tonight. Just yeah you know just calm very cool not nor, not normally a,
3: a you yeah, know a full back but uh, i hope the feet remain firmly on the ground cactus cuz you know what happened to your career yeah once you had a couple of good games early yeah, I got, you just I lost got your head, way completely got ahead of myself absolutely and but you don't <laughs> it was almost too good for the kid he didn't do anything wrong in fact every time he stuck a toe into attack with broish he won it yeah he won it and there yeah. be there there be full backs out there in the A league who are watching that who have been terrorized by broish for 10 years mm. And never, got, never been able to get close to him. Well, every time Negro got near him, he won the ball. Well,
6: he's been found out now, hasn't he, Broich? All you got to do is nutmeg him. No, you have to be a little <laughs> be kid. Fullbacks everywhere. Yeah. Young, young fullbacks yeah. everywhere.
3: There'll be this assembly line of fullbacks yeah. from Ballarat.
6: Yeah, Bro- Broich will be yeah. going home yeah. with, with some sort of mental issue by the end but of the season. But could,
3: could, the, could the debut be too good? <laughs> no, look, you, no, enjoy I, it please the Negro family enjoy it. on the way back yeah. from Ballarat, if you're driving back to Ballarat I know it's a celebration I know you've got the scarves hanging out the windows and everything like that and you know there's the music pumping around in the car uh, but just enjoy it because your son uh, was fantastic tonight
5: The raw have not scored in two games. No depth and no attacking threats when the Ollie Roos are playing. Mm. Um, Hervis was uh, man of the match. I think you're being a bit sarcastic there, Kane, in Frankston. Um, Thank you for that. What about Mahazi's game tonight, boys? Probably Mm. best of his career. The run of games uh, for him is really paying off.
3: He's actually been quite good. It's just collectively they've let themselves down victory. But individually... Uh, as, as an individual, I think Mahazi's been very, very good. He's sort of grown while Valeri hasn't been there. Looks a very good player. can't wait till he really established himself in the A-League because I think he'll be one of the better defensive midfielders in the competition. Definitely. Nine four two
5: nine eleven sixteen. 1116. Give us a call tonight. Nine four two nine It is the Diego's final whistle. If you're a Melbourne Victory supporter, you must be very happy with what you saw tonight. Let's go to Dan on the Mornington Peninsula. G'day, Dan. Welcome to the final whistle.
1: G'day, James. How you going there? Yeah, very well. Um, I'm not a victory supporter. More importantly, I want to work out who was uh, chosen out of the um, most influential striker. Was it Ber- uh, Berisha or was it... um on Rally. Rally. Yeah, yeah. D- on,
3: you All mean right. on our straw polls, was it, then? You're talking about our, our surveys? Yeah,
1: that's the one.
3: Yeah, we did, uh, we did something on Wednesday during the day this week uh, with half time and also the, at night. And I would think it's it was actually strange because I... During the day, it was all Berisha. Everyone was ringing in. Everyone was uh, sending text messages that they would rather Berisha than Fauna Riley if they wanted a player to to perform for them in the final and win it for them. Uh, But at night, I think Fauna Riley got the best of it. So it it must have been uh, who was listening at the time. But look, I I can't separate them, to tell you the truth. I think they're perfect for both teams, the way both teams play. And it's just brilliant. You know, people have been criticising the A-League this year. But I don't think there's been too many people criticising the standard of performance by some individuals and in some of the games we've seen. Nearly every weekend there's a game I sit back and think, this is wonderful. And tonight's game was a fantastic game, too. So um, I can't separate them, Dan. But uh, certainly, depending on what time of the day, you've got Berisha during the day that uh, probably won that survey, and you've got Fornaroli who won the nighttime survey.
5: Well, who do you think, Dan? Who do you think uh, is the better striker? Uh, I, I chose
1: Berisha. And i tr- I rang during the day, yep, um but yeah, um, I don't know who was talking at night, but then the discussion at night, I thought, wow, you know, um Fornarelli, definitely he he's quite influ- influential as well, so yeah, um you could go either way, really, yeah, um just on another thing, um whoever said you build it they come, um just to give you an example, that salami festival that happens in Norskitt, <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Now,
3: Dan, uh, if I knew that what? that was on, I'd be there. <laughs> I tell
1: you what, you build it, they come. Um, it, it's come from a garage a garage from downtown Reservoir to um, thousands of people in Northcote. <laughs> um, so uh, I, I'm, I'm with you that. If you build it, they, they will come. And that's proof, so
3: Dan. The they, salami, was it salami house in, what, what was it? Salami in Festival. A salami in Festival, yeah. yeah.
1: In downtown Reservoir. When when, when is that? <laughs> um, in... In
3: Northcote, it happens on, I think it's uh, October, November. Yeah, that's peak salami you know, season, yeah, October, pe- November.
1: It is. Penciling the that pick one in. <laughs> the pig has got
3: to be cured and uh, ready to go. Yeah, so, um, it sounds like you know what you're doing there, Dan. Look, you know, Melbourne really is the event capital of Australia, isn't <laughs> it's it? It's true. You it's know, true. when you've got a salami festival yeah. in yeah. Northcote mm. or Reservoir. Mm. You
5: know, good on you, Dan. Thanks for that. I think uh, you've just, uh, you know, um, just many people
3: now yeah. are going to be drawn to Northcote. Salivating.
6: Yeah. yeah, you know, Amy Park was originally only going to be about 20,000.
3: Don't say that to me, Cactus. Was that because you were? What in they wanted him? more bubbles, did they? <laughs> well, less bubbles. Yeah. Less bubbles. Right.
6: Yeah. Twenty thousand. Then it was. Uh, there was a bit of toing and froing, and mm. uh, it got to
3: thirty thousand. Are, oh, are you sure that it can't be? Uh, oh, no, it can't be. Uh, no, it, no, you can't do it. I've, I've spoken to architects about right. this because oh, right, I've actually. been so upset. <laughs> right. Lo- lots of toys. Did so you go like, to Arca Centre or did yeah. you get? Uh, I want. I want a modern-day architect to re- give us a ring right now, and. I'll tell you what, I'll find the money for you. If you can put, <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll find the money for you if you can put convince me we can put seats in those bubbles because no, you can't lift the bubbles. I'm sure you can, yeah. but it'll be a major,
5: you major know, operation. major construction, you know, I'm sure you can.
3: Architects out there, the hot topic <laughs> is how do we build seats in those bubbles? I'm not. You'd have to get rid of the bubbles no, well,
5: or we, build we a different yeah. type of. You know, uh, roof. You'd if lift, you like. you'd
6: lift the bubbles, oh, you which think, would and just move them out a bit. We cre- create space and insert more bubbles or, and another yeah. level. Yeah.
5: <laughs> oh, look, I'm, I'm not overly. Sore. I love the bubbles, but you know, yeah. if uh, if it gets another. Can we thousand... <laughs> have bubbles
3: that hover above the ground so you can actually watch it while it's hovering above the ground? Well, that's future,
5: Carlos. Now, you, now you. That's Qatar, speaking. 2022. Yeah, that's right. That's, right. that's crazy They'll talk. have floating bubbles <laughs> in
3: Qatar. Yeah. Crazy talk. Yeah. Yes, not sure if we'll talk. be going. I'm, I'm actually cactus. I really love you, but I'm I know you've just reminding me mm. before your sojourn overseas oh, yeah. that you had something to do with the bubble stadium through oh, was, Melbourne Storm. Yeah,
6: I know. I think, <laughs> and I think we got the, the capacity spot on.
3: <laughs> I yeah, look, I've got to say
5: they don't they very rarely get thirty one thousand because
3: you don't have any more seats. People are scared to go. They not, the, like, 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 like tonight, yeah. they were all waiting out front. They didn't get a seat. They went home. Eight thousand empty seats. Inside oh, the yeah. Who's
5: the Diego that sounds like Santo Chilaro? That's got to be. Uh, Cactus, cactus. I think yeah. maybe that's Stephen in Richmond. Okay. I never thought that before. So, so just just in yeah. case you've joined us, um, some of you may remember Cactus Chris from you know a number of years ago. He was a regular Diego, but uh, he went overseas. We've yeah. brought him in. Aussie Wa- abroad, Warren and yeah, Aussie abroad. Um, he's a guest marquee. Yeah. Um, you know, Warren and Vinny uh, decided to take annual leave. Carlos <laughs> approved both of them without realising oh, that no. uh, we're on no, no. Yeah, January no. signing. Anyway, no, no. Um, very nice to have Cactus back. Yeah. Um, Back on the show. But 9429-1116, uh, uh, we'd love to take your calls. Yeah, Cactus was that keen. He got here at eight.
6: That <laughs> I, I, I was, no, was here earlier. Yeah. I was here earlier. Right. Earlier than eight. Yeah, yeah quarter, quarter to eight. Yeah. I'd need to watch that game. <laughs> My first one for the year.
5: So let's go back to the game just uh, before you know before we go to a break. But uh, So, I mean, a lot of people talking about uh, victory you know, on the counter-attack tonight. But most of their goals tonight were, or well, a couple of goals, certainly two, mm. were from really poor defending and poor mistakes in bad areas from Brisbane Royal, weren't they? But
3: forced by victory. It wasn't Mm. almost... It wasn't just poor technique. It was pressure all over the park. And that's something that's been missing... Uh, from victory. They've been actually not bad with the ball at their feet in the last six games, but when they've lost possession or they've had to the gain possession, the intensity has not been there. And the stats have been showing that their tackle count's been, uh, been lower. Uh, you, know, you can dive into a tackle and not win a tackle. So it, the missed tackles are up, you know, all that sort of stuff. So they've been a bit soft. But last week in the second half, I, I saw them start throwing themselves around, and you could see them getting back into the groove. Even though it wasn't perfect, they should have won 6-3, you know, at the end of the game last year, last week. Uh, so they just followed on this week. And, you know, the mojo's back, boys. The mojo's back and they're fine. What did you think about that, Cactus? Because you were yeah. quite outspoken in the green room about Brisbane's defence.
6: I'm critical of Brisbane in the fact that we get, I think the A-League teams get a little bit too cute. They're always trying to play it out of the back. They're always going to knock it about and try and, you know, create the triangles and one-twos and, and play it out as though they're Barcelona. There's nothing wrong... That if a team like the Victory is absolutely Atcha. on top of mm. you and forcing you and pressuring you high up the pitch, nothing wrong with humping it up the pitch and getting it out of there. Just for five minutes, ten minutes, just to relieve the pressure. But the, but the Raw didn't do that once tonight. They just continued to try and play it out, continued to try and play it out, and got caught out a couple of times and conceded goals. And by the, by the 20th minute, it was over. The game was over. They yep. were never going to get back into it. And so um, I just thought there was some naivety from those experienced campaigners at the back like, you suggested they are, and by the coach. Not getting the message out there. Right, boys, let's stop playing it out the back for five minutes. Let's just get it up the pitch and let's try it up there.
3: Yeah, it, it, it's a, it's a, actually a... Um it's a legitimate tactic yes. when someone's pressing you to, to knock it a bit longer to a spot, to a target man up front and bypass the midfield. Absolutely. Because they're, suddenly they're all out of position. So that's something I think we're, it's evolving in the A-League. The Brisbane team that won so many games in a row under Vance Cogley won a couple of premierships in a row, they could get away with murder because our teams in the A-League weren't, didn't really know how to press high, didn't really know how to press as a collective. Uh, we've got, you know, the, the teams have got better and better at that. And uh, the likes of even Melbourne City against West Sydney Wanderers last week. I thought they were fantastic in that at, at times. And even West Sydney are very good at that now. So everyone's getting better at pressing. So the way you combat that is you bypass that first press by, you know, sending it a bit longer, but, it, you know, make sure that's it's in the right areas for, for your target man to receive and then other people go and support. There's ways around it. And I think uh, that's part of the evolution of the game in this country, I think. Absolutely. Tonight,
5: Melbourne victory defeated Brisbane Roar 4-0. It was an emphatic win. Kalfalar Barbarusa scored twice and Barisha for the victory. As we go to the break, uh, let's have a listen to Rashid Mahazi who spoke to the SEN call team after the game on eleven SEN, Melbourne's home of sport.
0: Rashid, after last week, uh, obviously the first half wasn't great and then the comeback. Did you feel like that uh, gave you some sort of catalyst to build into this
7: week? Uh, definitely, I think, um, you know, it's been building over the weeks and we've had good and bad patches in uh, probably all the games uh, But we hadn't put a 90-minute performance together uh, For a while, so it's good to do that finally and it shows on the scoreboard um, And yeah, it feels good um, Everyone worked well together. We stuck we had a good game plan and we stuck to it. We applied ourselves We worked really hard and we're happy with the three points.
4: Up to you guys in the box. Rashid. It's Jonathan Howcroft up in the box
6: here. Can you tell us a bit about young Stefan Negro? He was a superstar in that first half today up against
7: Thomas Breusch. Took all of us up here by surprise. <laughs> yeah, he had a bit of confidence, didn't he, with those nutmegs and stuff. <laughs> but no, nah, he did exceptionally well. Um, and, uh, you know, the boss and all the boys got around him and, and gave him confidence. Uh, Brilliant. You Man know. <laughs> That was Archie Thompson jumping in and saying "Man of the Match" to Rashid Um But you know he did he did exceptionally well. As a lot of the young boys do when they come in, you know everyone always steps up. Um, I'm happy for him. You know he he spoke to me throughout the game. Uh, you know, he, he, he didn't just he didn't just play well when he had the ball, so it's good to see he, he just came through the last few days uh, to fill that spot in. He done exceptionally well. And Rashid, personally, it must be a great vote of confidence for you that Kevin Muscat looks
6: to you as soon as you're fit and available to play to play alongside Oli Bazanic in that midfield. Where are you taking your game this season? Um,
7: I think I've improved again this year. You know, uh, of course, you know every 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 year you. You grow up, I uh, think that the only thing for you to do is get better. So um, I'm learning a lot, you know. I'm starting to uh, understand the other side of the game more, you know, communicating and, and uh, organizing and that kind of thing, especially with the players that I have in the dressing rooms to teach me. Um, so, yeah, I think I've improved again this year, and I hope hopefully i, I keep getting better.
4: Rasheed, uh, it's Ed Wyatt one more before we let you go. Last week, 3-3, that bizarre game tonight, 4-0. What do we got next week?
7: <laughs> well, I mean, if we, if we have that second half performance from last week and this 20-minute yeah. performance this week, I think we can keep scoring and we can keep uh, some clean sheets, hopefully again, and, um, you know, get back up to the top of the league where we belong.
3: Football is like a religion to me. I worship the ball and treat it like a god. Too many players think of a football as something to kick. They should be taught to caress it. And treat it like a precious gem. This has been a hot and sweaty but strangely arousing Pelé moment by the Four Diegos. It is the
5: final whistle here on a Friday night with the Four Diegos. The three of us, in fact, tonight. Uh, Rodrigo here, Cactus is in, as so is Carlos Alberto Diego. Melbourne victory defeated Brisbane Roar 4-0. It's been a big night so far. Thanks for your calls tonight and also your text messages. Just uh, rounding off that stadium discussion that we had. Government would not approve bigger stadium due to the contract with Etihad. Uh, we're not allowed to build a stadium with more than 30k as Etihad is classified as a multi-purpose stadium. Yes, that is absolutely true, and that's why it's uh, at. It didn't get more than 31 odd thousand.
3: in, in what 100 200 million dollars did they spend, Cactus? What did they spend on that stadium? I don't know. What would you spend 200 mil? Just say would have been about just, that for sure. Yeah, 200 mil, 300 mil, and not get something that could you could grow into really. Just because you have got a contract with another stadium, don't build it. Don't build it because it's just a waste. It is a waste. It's For, not a waste. It, it's mm. a waste. It's hey. a complete waste. They spent uh, <laughs> bubbles four hundred and sixty
5: million on Eddie Head Stadium. Thank you there, yeah. Bob. Um, it's uh, so that's why, Carlos, because you know you, you, nah. you're you you know spending that much money. Hey. um... Let's move on uh, from the victory game tonight, and uh, it is the Perth Glory take on Melbourne City mm. um, in the late game tomorrow night, which is always good, 9.40 our time, it's good, good time to watch, oh, kids we, are in we, bed. No, no, we're about to go to disco, well, 9.40? Yeah, you know, just you know, <laughs> have, to have the shower at halftime, Carlos, yeah. you, you normally get there at midnight, don't you? Yeah. But uh, this is a big game, uh, actually, because Perth, you know, are improving, and, and Melbourne City, after their uh, excellent win against uh, Western Sydney last week, will want... Will want, especially after Brisbane tonight didn't uh, get the points. They'll want these three points even more now.
6: Well, a horrible record in Perth, Ooh. the city do, but uh, you, you can't see any other result than a city win. Oh, no. Yeah, I
3: can. Andy Keogh. No. Cactus. Andy Keogh's got the cobwebs out of his system last <laughs> week. He's a big He's a guy scored for fun last week, uh, last year for them. He, he's, a, he's a marquee player that they were willing to purchase to bring back and even pay him while they weren't even sure there was a spot for him for the rest of the season. They love him. He loves them, and uh, and they they need to win. And this Perth side's not bad on their day. It will really test Melbourne City. If Melbourne City do well in Perth, they have really come of age. They were good last week, and they're certainly in town, but I just think uh, a real test for them is in Perth, against Perth.
6: It's always good when you can get a job. Or when you can be paid not to do a job.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. You act like you act like you're upset. Like Andy apparently was, you know, saying, "I want to play, I want to play," but knowing he wasn't going to play. Yeah. And just happy to just enjoy <laughs> yeah, just the, take the coin. especially in Perth. Imagine getting paid doing nothing Boy, in Perth. Just
6: head out, head down to Fremantle, oh, wouldn't you? C- Cottesloe. Nice sunny day. Yeah, yeah go to Cottesloe, the mm. Cottesloe Beach Hotel. Yeah, just just nice little fisherman's
3: basket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the deck, <laughs> just negotiate those sharks, though. Just oh, a little like bit. Like Scarborough. Scarborough just to negotiate the, the sharks around there, but Perth's not a bad place to live if you're being paid to do nothing, to do nothing mm. for a while. But anyway, he's he's actually repaying them now. He's, he's actually back, paying, playing now. Yeah, he's playing now, and uh, he's a good player. Really no, like no him. No doubt he's a good player. Yeah. But
6: tomorrow, uh, well, he's he's one man, and if if the team doesn't have the ball, to okay. Get it I, to I him, thought you
3: were going to say something else then, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> no, no yeah. not that singular. Mm, yeah, mm.
6: yeah. If, if, Melbourne, Melbourne City will win this in a canter. Oh, in, in a canter,
3: canter, and playing right. in Perth, not usually in the same sentence. Yeah, it'll, it'll happen tomorrow. Melbourne, okay.
5: Melbourne City supporters have just said, oh, "Just going down <laughs> the, the cactus." Yes, uh, look if they if they win tomorrow night, they go to twenty seven points, and uh, Brisbane are stuck on twenty eight. So um, then the the result between Western Sydney Wanderers and Sydney FC, which is the game before the nine forty game tomorrow night, which is obviously a huge game at the Sydney Derby. Um, mm. This will be a, a fantastic match. Uh, you know, they've obviously... Ali Abbas uh, looks like he'll be starting tomorrow. <laughs> Apparently and
3: he trained for 18 months just to, to get back for to this back. game, to be sent off. Is, is and he seeking to play vengeance, Carlos? Oh, I don't know. Look, he, he was terrific when he came. Wasn't it wasn't a Cinderella story last week? Yeah. Coming on after all that time. And weren't the Sydney fans fantastic? The, the standing ovation they gave him when he came on, the adulation when he scored, mm. his teammates got around him. He actually... You know, pushed them away when he scored and ran straight for the fitness guy, did, yeah. Andrew Clark, and just grabbed him and hugged him. Yeah. It was just, it was a bad game. Bad, bad game to watch, but a great moment. They
6: might moment. have to strap him up Hannibal Lecter style. <laughs> <laughs> such a
3: weird, <laughs> wheeling him out. Uh, i tell you, he is one combative bloke. Yeah. Elliot uh, Abbas, I'll tell you that. And uh, he's one guy that a lot of opposition teams don't like. Uh, Fans, they don't like him. Even players don't like. Uh, But after what he's gone through and what he did last week, you sort of hope for the best. But you hope, (laughs) you hope that the West Sydney fans don't get too uh, abusive towards him because you don't know how that will develop in the end. This is a
5: huge game. So who do you think? Who do you think will win uh, the derby? I think you know this has got draw written all over it for some reason. Nah, uh, West Sydney Wanderers, Western Sydney.
6: I hope so. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of Graham Arnold. No well i actually I don't I have been in the past yeah, I don't mind like Graham <laughs> Arnold but much. this
3: side he's got they've almost you know they're just they're just so sterile. I just him? don't like Graham Arnold
6: because I saw him <laughs> abuse. <laughs> Tony Wormsley and the Central Coast Mariners bench...
3: Yeah, but you like Tony Wormsley. You like the Central Coast for some reason. I do. You've got a close... Well,
6: t- Tony's coached me at two separate times. Ah, that's oh. what it is. Tony's Tony coached me at personally. two separate times. you're not objective clubs. at all. I am objective because I, I just don't <laughs> like... I don't like co- coaches and players hurling abuse at the opposition bench. Not a big fan of that It doesn't happen either. at any other sport <laughs> at all in professional competition, but for oh, some reason... I don't reason, know about that. No, for some reason... The only last time I saw it was Campbell Brown hurling abuse at Matthew Lloyd when he came off That's the right. came off the uh, square and uh, and uh, knocked one of the Hawthorne boys out. But going back to our, the sport that we talk about, I just don't. I think it's a horrible, horrible look when you've got coaches and players abusing the opposition bench on the sidelines. It's not right. Keep your professionalism. Yeah. yeah. No.
5: Look, I, I think this year, I mm. mean, I, and I think he's tempered it somewhat, uh, Graham Arnold. He's he's been well oh, he's definitely been very prickly, you know he likes to divert attention, yes, um especially in the in the uh, post match uh, media press conference um on the team you know he likes to divert the you know the, the focus on the team with other issues and uh well last
3: week wasn't last week suddenly he's calling for two extra goal line referee what what did that have to do with anything (laughs) in the game nobody even asked the question what what gets me is the media sitting there said oh that's a good point i'll just write that down yeah Yeah. yeah." but no one's asking (laughs) about how bad his team is or how bad they're performing or the fact they're not scoring goals and you know the mistakes the media sometimes they are just so naive they just get Diverted, and they go that way. Yeah, and and uh, Arnie is almost a Jose is. Football, the Jose Mourinho of Australian football. He's a he professional at it. Yeah, I, I, look, I don't mind Arnie, no. and I think, I think I don't know if he was abusing the Central Coast bench. Yeah. I think he was more just you know stirring them up because they gave Matt Simon away, yeah. or they they chased him out of the club, and he scored two goals against them yeah. to win the game. And I think that was just really almost. Uh, you know, uh, it back supporting the player it at that was, time. It wasn't jovial banter. Yeah, but Tony Warmsley had a bit of a... Look, one thing about Tony Warmsley, you know him better than me, yep. but he had a smile on his face and he took it in good grace. Well...
6: What was he supposed to
3: do? Oh, go and fight him, <laughs> <laughs> Cactus. You would have done with you, you. You would have just gone there and clocked him one. Nut. I did, nut did. <laughs> That's right. That's right.
5: <laughs> so looking forward, it's a fantastic night of football because Adelaide United take on Central Coast Mariners as well. Adelaide should win that. Um, but uh, good night of football. A triple header. Nothing
3: certain with Central Coast. This yeah. young side, no, no. like Cactus, you've got to cl- like. I just even the week before against f- uh, Phoenix on New Year's Eve, I thought they were terrific that night there. Some of these kids, they're all big, young, yeah, strapping guys they who can are. run. Yep. They've got some talent. Yep. They lack a bit of experience, but so what? I sort of understood in the last couple of weeks with Central Coast the philosophy they've got there, and they're quite open. Let's play the young boys who aren't getting a game. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's scour the Sydney area and the Central Coast area for these young guys. Nine, 18, 19, good athletes, Guys are with a bit of a future in the game. Let's give them a go. Yes, we're not going to win games, but so what? Without promotion and relegation, it doesn't matter. I think it'll affect their, you know, if you keep, if you keep on losing, it'll yes. affect their, their home crowd. Okay. Yep. But I kind of like that philosophy, if you can get them to win a few games, because yep.
5: then you get people on your
3: side too. Definitely.
5: Hey, um, just uh, while we're talking about well the Adelaide game... Um, Zapper's mentioned James Troy. Is he probably, you know, he's in Adelaide.
3: They're whining and dining him. Is, that, is Do you think Carlos? That's where it will end up? Well, definitely, victory and City have ruled him out because of salary cap issues. And you knows? He might be asking a bit too much for the, what more than what they would pre- be prepared to pay anyway. So it sounds like he's an Adelaide boy. But the only two in the mix, as far as the media set, the media reports are telling us, Adelaide and Phoenix. Surely he would only pick Phoenix over Adelaide for the money. And, surely uh,
6: and Ernie. Why Ernie? Former coach? Not really. Not sure, was I don't he, think he, it, No, 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 no no, never, no, no. It
3: was a while ago. No, uh, no uh, He was under Muskie. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he and right. uh, I'm Ange, not sure whether Ange, Ange really a bit right. of Ange, Ange too. Ange, too. Bit of Ange. So, though no, he never played under Ernie. So he'd only be going there for the money. Uh, but Adelaide, surely, you, you, with the fact that they've got a bit of a run going. You want to top that up with a with a quality player. If he's got his head screwed on properly, John, uh, Joe, um, James Troisi is a terrific player playing in front of his home crowd, Cactus. Exactly. Your yeah. family, your, your friends. Yeah. I don't think he's played in front of his family and friends regularly since he was a kid.
6: Well, I remember playing in front of my home fan for Toure Bess. The, <laughs> your wife <laughs> in yeah. the French league. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. My wife was there occasionally. you yeah, right. Jack. Yeah, two fans, three two, fans. Jack, Jack yeah. The there.
3: problem with me is when I played in front of my family and friends, they were booing me. <laughs> So I had no chance.
6: You were just, just, just an old fashioned hatchet oh, man. You yeah. <laughs> talk
3: about heavy touch and late tackle. That's just, me. just to toughen you up. Hey, mm.
5: let's take a break now. And with thanks to Premium Sport Tours because nothing beats being there, check them out at uh, sporttours.com.au. If you're going overseas and want to check out a sport event or any other event uh, give them a call. Sporttours.com.au or 1800 4Sport, 1800 477 Let's take a break now and come back with a little bit more of the Diego's final whistle on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's
3: Homer Sport. I very rarely have ever asked a team to win a game for me, but I'm asking you guys today because Manchester United is a dirty, stinking, cheating soccer club and I hate them. This has been a half-time pep talk by the Four Diego's.
5: Thanks for your company tonight on the final whistle. All-night appetite coming up very, very shortly. Melbourne victory defeated Brisbane Raw 4-0. Cactus, Chris, well done on, a, you. on your comeback show. Um, guest appearance uh, Guest appearance tonight, mm-hmm. uh, good on you Carlos Hey, thanks for your calls right throughout the night Your text messages, it has been a big, big show Well done to Melbourne Victory because they were emphatic tonight At Amy Park in front of 23,207
3: It was 4-0, so remember Carlos Wherever Puerto Rican girls hang out, we'll be there
6: Wherever you Samba, Rumba and La Bamba, we'll be, be there. there Wherever
3: there's girls with fruit on their head and balls at their feet, we'll be, be there. there Wherever gringos play football, we'll, we'll be there. there We are the For Diego Olé.
6: Olé.